Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcasts. Hello and hi and welcome to episode number 46 of Amber on Podcasts. Thank you for joining me today. If you've listened to the show before, you may already know that James Altucher is my hero. I found James Altucher at the end of 2016, right as my life turned upside down, and the man had answers, real answers from his real life that he shared in his books and on his podcast. And I was stunned at his ability to share exactly what I was feeling, but way too scared to say. James was honest and vulnerable and super smart, genius smart. I wanted to be just like James. I will never forget the day I started making my network. I started creating my network on a piece of paper, and the first name I wrote down was James Altucher. I knew I needed more people like James in my life, and I was determined to find them. How did I find them? I started with this sheet of paper. I wrote down James' name and drew a circle around it. Then I listened to his podcast and read his books and looked for clues. Clues about his friendships and work relationships. I wanted to know who my hero was surrounding himself with so I could do the same. Surround myself with great people who inspire me and be more like James. Unless like the broke version of myself that was back in 2016. I started to write down other names that James mentioned. And over time, I covered the entire sheet of paper. Both sides full of all these wonderful people. But there was one person who stood out. One person who kept popping up. He kept being mentioned, even by other people on my sheet. I began to realize the scope of influence and commonality that this person has in the world of James. And as time went on, I realized that James and this guy are best friends. They're super close besties with genius minds that they use to create knowledge and spread light all over the world. Today, we are talking about the man who will change the way you think, the man who is Mr. Adam Robinson. So, let's start the show. Before Adam Robinson was James Altucher's best friend, He was just Adam, a skinny kid from New York who was a competitive swimmer and a high school student. On his first day of school, freshman year, he's sitting in homeroom, and the kid in front of him turns around with a travel chessboard and asks Adam if he knows how to play. Adam did know how to play. He had known how to play for eight years by that time. Ever since he was six years old, Adam loved watching his dad play chess. He would sit and watch, and his dad would tell him what the play was and why he was playing it, and Adam would look on and study all the moves. But he never actually played. He watched. Now, it's freshman year, and he's being asked to play chess, and he's so ready for this. 
He accepts the kid's offer to play, and they go at it. Adam loses, and he loses quickly. The other kid is quite smitten with his win. He is smug, and Adam does not like this. Adam is pissed, and he's determined to beat this kid at chess. Being a competitive swimmer, Adam knows that he needs to practice. He needs to practice playing chess and really study the game in order to beat this kid. So he goes to the library and he checks out a book called My 60 Memorable Games by Bobby Fischer. Now, Bobby Fischer is another genius. If you have not heard of Bobby Fischer before, allow me to bless you with this knowledge. Bobby Fischer was and is the best chess player of all time. His story is extraordinary. Bobby Fischer also started at age six. Only unlike Adam, Bobby wasn't just watching. He was playing. By the time Bobby was 12 years old, he had improved. He was certainly better than he was at age six, but he wasn't great. He was good. He wasn't great. Then, Two years later, when Bobby was 14 years old, he was the U.S. champion. And by age 15, he was one of the top eight chess players in the world. Bobby Fischer completely dominated the world of chess and went from good to the best in the world in three years at only 15 years old, making him the youngest grandmaster ever up to that point. What's really remarkable about this is Bobby did it on his own. Bobby Fischer did this mostly on his own. He had a coach, but the coach only had about a third of the chess skills that Bobby had. Bobby was a kid who grew up in poverty and was completely self-taught. No one in any sport has gone on to see that level of improvement that fast and with little to no resources. He was a genius, no question. Back then, everyone knew about Bobby Fischer, everyone, including Adam Robinson, which is why Adam checked out his book, My 60 Memorable Games, because in this book, Bobby goes through 60 of his games and he lists each move with annotations and details. He would say, this is good or this is why this was bad. By this time, Bobby had been playing for 20 years. So Adam knew that there were surely more than 60 games. Adam went back to the library and picked up every old chess magazine and wrote down all of Bobby's games by hand. He had about 700 games. This is right before Bobby Fischer won the world championship. He was the most famous chess player in the world. By the end of the year, Adam beat the kid in homeroom. And a couple years later, Adam was one of the best chess players in the country. Adam was obsessed with chess, and he continued to study Bobby Fischer. Bobby Fischer was his hero. Bobby Fischer was his James Altucher. Then, on Easter Sunday, when Adam was 16 years old, he was walking with his mother near Macy's in New York City, and across the street, he spots Bobby Fischer. He turns to his mother and says, Mama, I will see you later. That is my hero over there. And he bolts across the street, dodging traffic, nearly missing cars. Bobby Fischer was 6'3", so fairly easy to spot. 
Adam runs over to him and he immediately blurts out, Mr. Fisher, Mr. Fisher, you are my hero and I've studied all of your games. I just want to know why you played move six in your second game against Boris in the final round of the championship. And here, Bobby Fisher is looking down at this 16-year-old kid asking this very specific question. And you might think he would just brush it off and pay no mind, but he doesn't. He becomes Adam's mentor for years. And Adam and Bobby become close, super close. And Adam is learning directly from the most famous chess player in the world. There's a place in the Catskills in New York. It's a resort. And it is gorgeous and famous. Famous for the training that goes on there with professional athletes. Muhammad Ali trained there for one of his fights, for example. Before the competition, before competing in the world championship against the Russians, Bobby Fischer was invited to come and train at the resort for two weeks leading up to the championship. And guess who Bobby invited to come with him? That's right, our man, Adam Robinson. I heard a great quote recently. Luck is like a bus. If you are not prepared and don't have your fare ready, you won't be able to jump on. But if you are prepared, you might just find yourself very lucky. Now, it wasn't only luck that set Adam up for success. Adam also has an incredible ability to learn. Adam has dedicated his life and made it his mission to share his knowledge on how to learn and how to master any skill. Adam meeting Bobby Fischer in New York that day was a chance encounter that Adam was 100% ready for by studying and becoming great at one thing. This is hard for us to remember now, today, when everyone believes that they can multitask or skim the surface to get by. True mastery comes from intense study of one thing. Not the vague study of many things, like we do with our liberal arts degrees and all of our education in America. Today, the common practice is to teach kids a little bit about a lot of things. But you might have noticed how effective this is. How much do you really remember from your 10th grade chemistry class? Mastery is what we are all aiming for. Mastery is what we all want. We want mastery in something. We all want to contribute and offer something good to the world. Mastery allows us to really hone in on our skills and make a positive impact. This is proven. Psychologically, it takes a toll on you when you are not fulfilling your role in society, when you are not contributing. Adam says, this is why you don't see people skipping down the street saying they're so excited that they finally get to write their new novel after they just got laid off. They're not happy to be out of work. They're devastated. Mastery is the key. But you cannot become a master without first identifying all of the components of the skill you are learning. You have to master each sub-skill in order to master a subject. Instead of doing lots of different things, get good at a couple of things. For example, when learning the guitar, you want to gain mastery in a few songs, then add more songs. Instead of learning a bunch of songs and never getting good at any. 
Our liberal arts education teaches us a lot of different things with the idea that you will get a little taste of everything. But you are never an expert in anything. This is the U.S. education system. The idea is that if you learn a little bit about a lot of different subjects, you'll be able to piece it all together. But that's not true. At Oxford and Cambridge, the belief is to learn one thing really well, and then you can learn anything really well. Until you have gone into depth and really learned something and mastered it, you don't understand how to learn because you've only stayed at a superficial level. In the United States, you don't go into depth until graduate school, if you even make it that far. One at a time, we should get good at a couple of things and then add more as we master them. Adam says learn one thing well and then you can learn anything well. And if you want to learn, you need to know that all learning comes from a picture, a pattern, a story, or a rhyme. That's it. Picture, pattern, story, rhyme. You are wasting your time if you are doing anything else. Adam says that the secret to learning is rehearsing. If you want to get good at tennis, play tennis. Don't read a book about tennis. Break it down into sub-skills and rehearse each one of them individually. Rehearse means to do exactly what you would do in the real thing, as accurate as you can make it. In college, most students highlight their textbook and take notes. Then they reread those notes to study for the test. But you're not being tested on how to highlight and take notes. You aren't rereading anything. You are seeing completely new information on the test. The best way to study is to do practice questions that you've never seen before, just like the test. You have to rehearse the exact scenario. If you are starting a new business or selling a new product, you need to rehearse, rehearse with a stranger that you encounter. If you can engage a stranger with your idea, you can test yourself, see what the outcome is depending on the words you choose or how, how many pauses you take. This is rehearsing. This is exactly what Bobby Fischer did when he was preparing for the world championship against Russia. He rehearsed the games of his opponent for weeks leading up to the championship. Part of Bobby Fischer's genius is that he knew his opponent would be using the same method of training for the match. So, for the very first time in all 17 years that Bobby Fischer had been playing chess, he changed his game. Bobby played a new opening and a new game that completely took the Russians off guard, rendering all of his preparation useless. Bobby Fischer pulled the ultimate bait and switch because he understood how the game was played. He had mastered it. Adam Robinson has taken this idea of mastery and shared his knowledge with the world. Most of us don't realize that we were never taught how to learn. Most of us were never given a choice. It's not like your Spanish teacher starts the class and says, okay, students, you're going to learn a lot of vocabulary words this year. So first, I'm going to teach you how to memorize vocabulary words. No, they just throw the material at you and you're on your own, making useless flashcards and highlighting words. 
Our ability to learn is what brings us freedom. Knowledge is power, but learning is a superpower. And it's by learning that we can all do more good for more people most of the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I really admire Adam Robinson, and I know that you will too. This episode was taken from the part two of his interview on the Knowledge Project podcast. I will link it in the show notes at mytalkingdollars.com. Thank you, Mr. Adam Robinson, for being a light in this world. And thank you, Bobby Fisher, for being such a badass and an inspiration for mastery. And many thanks to my hero and friend, James Altucher, for introducing me to Adam. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another conversation about learning and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.